Hi guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Fictional Lifestyle Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things books. In today's podcast, we're reviewing a book I received as an ARC, an advanced reader copy, which was owned by Magic by Zara J. Black, which is actually the second book in a series, uh, but it could definitely be read as a standalone, so I'm only going to review this one rather than the full series, although I believe there is a third book coming as well. This was one of my first reads by Zara J. Black, and by God, this woman instantly had me hooked. I finished it insanely quickly. It was one of those books that you really just struggle to put down. You don't really want to have to take a break from reading it, which surprised me because I really don't like the kind of fantasy style of books. I'm much more books that's based on, you know, like real life, not ones that include magic and things that just aren't particularly seen and heard about in day-to-day life. But nonetheless, I rated this book four star, which is pretty high for me. It's very rare that I rate a book five star. So four star is probably one of the top marks that you could get from me personally. And the book itself is based around two, well, one girl in particular, but you kind of see her and this other character a lot. And actually, you probably see quite a few. Um, I obviously can't actually read out the blurb to you at the moment because... I received the ARC as a digital, so I read it on my Kindle, um, which I'm very grateful for. I love when I receive ARCs, it makes me feel very honoured and special to, you know, get this inside scoop, which is why I'm doing the podcast, because I think that everyone should read this book, to be completely honest. Um, So we follow a girl called Talia. Now, Talia is insanely strong, very strong-minded, very stubborn but has a heart of pure gold that much is obvious and Talia grew up in what is labeled as the slums and is sent to um essentially like a palace to be part of what is called the collection now the collection is a bunch of women who are selected for a five-year stint at the palace where they are essentially just um slaves for men to do what they want when they want um but you have to be very pretty and you are picked specifically you don't just apply and get to go you get select you apply you get selected now talia gets selected that's how it starts is her selection but she gets selected just in time to save her because she has stolen from one of the kind of big men in the street gangs of the slums But she goes in and she has a plan because if you survive the five years, at the end of the five years, you get a very good payout. And by being there, she, her family, her her sister gets put under palace protection. So they can't go after, like these bad people can't go after her sister either, um, which we discover actually doesn't work that well because her sister still gets dragged into it all because that was bound to happen. Um, when you first meet Talia, you also meet a character named Neve, who is so scared, bless her. She has never done anything before, and she's only there because her dad 
made her go her dad was really abusive and it was either she went or she got sold to a street gang so she was there but you know talia took her under her wing talia became very protective of her very quickly um and did everything in her power to help now alongside talia you meet the prince um who i would say is actually a pretty pretty much a male version of talia although he presents himself as having a lot of a colder heart um the further you read the more you kind of pick up on that that isn't really true um and talia does everything she can to get into this man's good graces so essentially the hierarchy is that nobles and royals are the powerful ones they are in the palace they have the power to pick and choose women as they go depending on the color of their bracelet but only royals can select favorites um and if you are a favorite of a royal which is just the prince or the king no one else can touch you the whole time you are their favorite um and women are literally just seen as objects of pleasure the prince himself at one point says that he was brought up with women either being a thing for pleasure or to breed um, and that's all that he's ever known them as until he met Talia. And then you kind of see that opinion change a little bit. Um, I've got to a trigger warning at the very start of this. There is a lot of brutal scenes. You hear about a lot of um, mistreatment of women and men who are a little bit power hungry, I suppose is the correct word. Um, and one thing that I absolutely loved is in the book, I would say Talia gets what is a villain arc, but it's also definitely more of a heroine arc than a villain arc, but it's meant to be, you know, she's acting up, she's rebelling against the system that's in place, she's not taking any of their nonsense, which, you go girl, I can't, I can't knock that. Um, so, the prince essentially has the power to, the prince has magic he has the power to kill anyone who touches Talia because Talia is his favourite and we witnessed that happen um, and Talia sees this and decides to use it to her advantage to help protect Neve. and the prince ultimately discovers that he's been used as a pawn in a game by someone who shouldn't have had the, well, the balls to do so because like she's below him essentially um but i mean at this point it's very obvious that the prince enjoys talia's smart mouth for lack of better way to describe it he enjoys the fact that she doesn't really care about what could happen if she keeps acting the way she is she just and well she doesn't enjoy it she 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 thrives off knowing that she's doing what she needs to do or what she was meant to do and the whole time her main focus is simply to protect her sister back at home um however you do kind of well no i say however as if that changes no she stays obsessed with the idea of protecting and creating a better life for her sister but you do see her slowly kind of come to terms an idea with ways that she could benefit the palace by staying long term with the prince because it's never said in so many words but you definitely see these little hints of them you know liking each other 
iron more than they should and it's it's nice to see uh because it's so subtle it's not painstakingly obvious in your face duh of course they were gonna like each other it's always kind of just a subtle little hints which i like because everyone will probably read it differently because none of it's directly spelled spell out to you like emotion wise you just have to presume that that's what they're feeling um but you do get to see the good people rise to power although i think my my guess is that book three is probably gonna have the big scene i can't wait for book three to come out because i'm going to have to read it i think it's gonna have the big dramatic scene that this book has been leading up to so as much as i i, I presume you can probably read book three as a standalone as well but if you read all of them, it obviously makes the storyline a little bit more in-depth, a little more um, detailed. What I will say is when I first started reading it, the first thing that came to mind is it gave me like Handmaid's Tale vibes with the whole thing of women not really having the power and power-hungry men. I don't know. Um, it's obviously not like the Handmaid's Tales. There's a lot of differences in it, but that was the vibes that it initially gave off. And series wise the layout series reminds me a lot of if you are a penelope douglas fan you might have read the devil's night series and then you'll know that punk 57 links to the devil's night series but you can read them separate and never have to read the other it's kind of what this series reminds me of the layout of it like you can read all of them as standalones but the storyline is way more in-depth and detailed if you read it all together in general i would say that even if you don't usually like books that involve magic or kind of the fantasy side of things there is every chance you're going to love this book because again i did and i absolutely despise books like this on a usual basis um to be honest when i first started reading it i was umming and ahhing if i could get a podcast episode out of it because i was like this isn't my usual type of book am i gonna have enough to say about it and then the further in i got i was like oh my god i can't wait to record this episode and it's one of the first books that I've left a review on Goodreads for, which like when you read an arc, you usually have to write a review, but they don't tell you to write a good review or a bad review. It is literally just your genuine review of the book. And I struggle to see a fault in this book. I definitely would rank it as a high four star. Again, it's just really hard for me to give books a five star because they have to blow me away. Normally, if it makes me cry, it gets a five star, but it is what it is. I just rate things weirdly. I'm going to end the podcast episode here. I'm going to say a massive thank you to Sarah J. Black once again. Feel free to send me an arc of any book you write because I love your work. Thank you so much for sending me this one. I hope my reviews have done justice. I hope loads of people read it because it's an amazing book. You are an amazing author. But that is it for now. And I am currently reading a million kisses in your lifetime.